Hello, boxing fans around the world. Thanks for joining me once again here on Talk and Fight for another episode of Boxing News Today. Um, I'm going to start today's uh, episode off with a personal note. Uh, I, for one, think it, to quote my English friends, is a load of bollocks, the undercard on the upcoming Fury versus Dillian White fight is an embarrassment. I can't believe uh, that they've taken the time to select, handpick, if you will, so-called friends and family to, quite frankly, fill up those spaces that would have been so valuable for the not just 90,000 people, now 94,000 people in attendance at Wembley, and to not include one female boxer. Incredible. Uh, sad for top rank, sad for Queensbury, uh, load of bollocks. In other news, um, I'm going to delete that story because I'm not going to read it. Um, I don't think uh, Tyson Fury needs any exposure. Uh, him and his cohorts obviously uh, want, of all people, Tommy Fury on that undercard. Uh, but I can't believe that uh, there's no females uh, on that undercard. Anyway, it's good to see, as everyone knows, uh, who've been listening to me on Talk and Fight, I've spent some time in Ghana, so I do uh, give some uh, shout-outs to my friends from Ghana when they uh, get, for example, signed to ProBellum. In this case, Ghanaian boxer Emmanuel Tago has signed a co-promotional deal with ProBellum and Debella Entertainment, and he's ready to cause a major upset. Tago heads to Texas on Saturday night to face the returning Ryan Garcia, one of the unbeaten stars of a lightweight division brimming with talent, as we all know. Uh, a former IBO title holder, Tago, will uh, start as an underdog, but the Game Boy, widely considered one of the top 10 fighters at 135 pounds, cares little about the odds, and the man from the proud boxing city of Accra, and let me tell you, that's one heck of a city, it's a huge city, uh, is in a dangerous mood. Garcia has been groomed as the heir to the lightweight throne, but Tago is refusing to kneel to King Rai. Anyway, I look forward to seeing that fight. It's going to be a ton of fun for sure. Um, another big fight news coming up. Uh, as everyone knows, uh, Canelo Alvarez is going to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with Dimitri Bivol at the T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas on May 7th. And they just announced uh, another uh, group of fighters. Shakram uh, Gayasov and Christian Gomez will clash for the IBF North American welterweight title on the undercard, uh, taking place live on the zone excluding Latin America and Mexico, uh, and it'll be offered in USA and Canada by DAZN pay-per-view. Anyway, I just thought I'd let you know that uh, Giasaf, who's now 12-0 uh, and 0 with nine knockouts, moves up to the welterweight division for this bout and will be aiming to make an instant impact. Um, the the, uh, the Uzbek star faces a real examination of his credentials at 147 pounds in the shape of the dangerous Gomez, who's 22, 2, and 1 with 20 knockouts, the big-hitting Mexican that will be aiming to use Canelo's fans to roar him to victory. Gomez, also 28 years old, has been hunting a breakout fight and has landed on the Cinco de Mayo weekend in no small part thanks to an eye-catching knockout streak, stretching back six fights to August of 2019, with two of those wins coming on Canelo cards in Texas. So again, so that's, that's the, the kind of undercards that we like to see not the stuff that the English have given us. Um, in other news uh, today, let's flip over uh, to see what's happening in, yes, a really good, interesting story shaping up in the heavyweight division. 
this would be a good fight. Joe Joyce uh, being pitted against Joseph Parker. Uh, but everyone knows uh, in England that Joe Joyce is looking to extend his unbeaten streak uh, after, after moving to 13-0 last year. Uh, Adam Morelli of SJAM Management, who guides Joyce's career, told Sky Sports, it's a ma massive fight. We're still negotiating it. It's not finalized yet, but good progress is being made. And he's, of course, talking about uh, the fight that they want to have happen against Joseph Parker. Uh, you know, Joe Joyce's team is hoping to land a fight with the former world heavyweight champion Joseph Parker in the UK after good progress in talks. The British contender is set to risk his WBO number one ranking against Parker, the former WBO champion, as both camps edge closer to finalizing a deal. And hopefully that will help unclog uh, the heavyweight division, especially among the English fighters who think they are the best in the world. Joyce, who's 13-0, has recovered from a wrist injury that delayed his return following a stoppage win over uh, Carlos Tecum, while Parker's 30-2 is eager to build on a career best points win uh, over Derek Chisora. Elsewhere, we see that... Uh, uh, let's have a quick look here. Uh, yes. <laughs> Canelo Alvarez is unbelievably picking Oscar Valdez to beat Shakur Stevenson on April 30th, an upcoming fight. And uh, here it is. Canelo Alvarez is picking Oscar Valdez to come out victorious in his 130-pound unification fight at the end of the month against Shakur Stevenson on April 30th. I myself am picking Stevenson to win that fight. Anyway, Canelo says Valdez, who's 30-0 and 0 with 23 knockouts, will beat WBO super featherweight champ Stevenson, who's 17-0 with nine knockouts with the experience that he has on his side in their fight uh, to be shown on ESPN at the MGM Grand Garden Arena in Las Vegas, Nevada, as I said, on April 30th. Valdez, who's 31 years of age, has been in the pro ranks for decades since 2012, compared to the 24-year-old uh, Shakur, who turned professional in 2017. The experience advantage for Oscar would mean something if Stevenson won such an exceptional athlete. And if the Mexican fighter wasn't coming off a controversial 12-round decision victory over Robson Conchiesho last September. In this case, Valdez's experience might not be enough for him to defeat Stevenson, says this writer, because of his last performance coupled with the fact that he's facing a defensive artist in his prime. That story, by the way, was written by Chris Williams uh, and featured on Boxing News 24. Elsewhere, uh, I want to give a quick little preview. Shout out to uh, uh, Triple G and uh, the uh, Mirada fight coming up. Uh, again, uh, while I was uh, surfing through the uh, Boxing News 24 set, I came across this nice little prediction here. Both of these middleweight champs uh, are on short winning streaks and suffering a recent loss with Golovkin, losing his rematch against Canelo Alvarez back in September 2018, and Mirada losing a decision against Rob Brandt a month after that. In the last three plus years, Golovkin has fought only three times. And this was a guy who not too long ago was regularly fighting three times a year. But then on the other side, Murad has only fought twice in the last three years and he will not have had a fight in almost two and a half years. Golovkin will have just turned 40 the day before the fight. So Triple G is no spring chicken, but despite his age, Golovkin remains an elite middleweight. Triple G is a smart fighter. He's highly skilled with an excellent jab, strong punching power, solid chin, and he has incredible fighting instinct. 
Murata is 36 years old, so he's no spring chicken either. Murata officially has two, two career losses and has avenged both of those. Uh, the first of which was extremely controversial, and the only blemishes on Golovkin's ledger are his draw in his first bout with Canelo and his loss in their rematch, e each of which had an aura of controversy as well. So, who will win the upcoming middleweight unification championship contest featuring uh, Gennady Golovkin and Ryota Murata? Um, and this is uh, a preview, as I said, uh, courtesy of Boxing um, Boxing News 24. Let's have a quick look here. The addition of uh, Rummy's Corner will attempt to answer that question while providing a quick preview of the middleweight uh, championship fight. Let's flip over to Rummy's Corner and have a look and see if there is. Oh, no, it's a YouTube channel. They have trolled us. Anyway, uh, uh, just read you a quick little comment here, then end this episode. It says Spider-Man commenting on this particular article. I'm looking forward to seeing Triple G back in action. He brings an energy to fight uh, to a fight like no, like the few others. Inactivity bode wells for Triple G. At, for at his age, it's not beneficial to have too many continuous fights. Murad has not fought in over two years, which will have an adverse effect on him, mainly due to a lack of fight and experience, even though he is 36 years of age. I think Triple G takes him, takes him out inside of six, maybe eight rounds. The tune-up will hopefully have him ready to launch one major last assault on Canelo, I doubt it. Though it will most likely not be enough to win, it may be enough to give boxing fans a memorable fight that we all agree on. Uh, he should then call it uh, Charlo for a unification fight in December, nearly 23. Not a bad idea. And if successful, and I'm sure it would be then, sometime in 23, I'd love to see him end his career as the undisputed middleweight champ. It would cap off a stellar career, a lot to ask, I know, but who knows what the next 18 months for Triple G will bring. Uh, yes, who knows what will happen over the next few months, few years. Many divisions uh, facing a lot of uh, supreme talent and a lot of uh, battles yet remain to be fought. Uh, quick little story here. Dimitri Bivol says he'll give Canelo another loss just to conclude this whole controversy. Sure, by Sean Jones, he says, Canelo Alvarez stepped in this time, choosing his first live opponent four years with him taking on WBA lightweight champ Dimitri Bivol on May 7th. Bivol is laughing at the many people that viewed the 31-year-old Canelo as untouchable, pointing out that he's already been exposed by Floyd May Mayweather Jr. and Gennady yeah, Golovkin, who I just mentioned, both of which got the better of him. What makes Bivol different than the deeply flawed belt holder that Canelo handpicked in 2021 at super middleweight is his talent and ability to fight. Bivol has power, movement, and can throw combinations. Every part of Bivol's game is like a kryptonite to defeat a counterfeit champion that casuals and cheerleader hardcore boxing fans have built into being an untouchable fighter in their minds. Casual boxing fans that have only slight surface-level knowledge of this sport believe this fight will be a slam dunk for Canelo, who sports a record of 57-1-2 with 39 knockouts, basing their opinions on the Mexican star's victories over belt holders that should have never been champions in the first place. Oh, this is great. Says, says Dimitri Bivol, of course he has good power and good skills, but most people think of him as untouchable or he's unstoppable, or he has enough power to beat super heavyweights. 
Oh, man. It's going to be a shock for the casuals and the hardcore boxing fans that are more cheerleaders for Canelo than true fans that look at the sport in a scientific, analytical way. Yes, says this author. There will be tears from the fans when Canelo is beaten by Bivol, but that's what happens when you build a fighter based on fantasy rather than reality. And this, by the way, harkens back to what Christian von Sponick of Boxing 247 said a while back on his episode, which drew the ire of many uh, fans of Canelo. <laughs> but anyway, let's conclude this quick little story here. Canelo has the management, sorry, Canelo has his management, Canelo has his management have done, okay. Canelo's management have done an excellent job of building up the warped view fans about him. Built on fights against these limited fighters. Here's the list. Caleb Plant, IBF, 108-pound champ. Billy Joe Saunders, WBO, 168-pound champ. Callum Smith, WBA, 168-pound champ. Rocky Fielding, WBA regular, 168-pound champ. Sergey Kovlov, WBO, 175-pound champ. Daniel Jacobs, IBF, 160-pound champ. For all intents and purposes, Canelo has been beating nothing but paper champions for the last four years since his bad experience against Glove in, in their rematch. You can't blame Canelo for wanting to go the easy route after his controversial win over Triple G in 2018, considering it's not easy for people to undertake tasks that they feel will be difficult, require backbreaking work, could lead to failure. If Canelo had fought the opposition that he should have fought, like Andre, Benavidez, Golovkin, Trilogy, and Berbiev, he could have lost. So instead of taking the tough challenges, Canelo has taken the easy route, fighting weak belt holders and even old sparring partner you know, Avni Idrim. Casual boxing fans likely view those fighters as elite, but that's not the case. Basically, all of them were deeply flawed belt holders who Canelo picked out for easy wins rather than take on the talented fighters. If Canelo wanted to show that he was the best, he would have fought these guys. Gennady Glovkin, Demetrius Andre, Arthur Peter Biff, Dimitri Bivol, and David Morrell Jr. The reality is Canelo has been beaten many times already, but he's fortunately repeated the favorable scoring in fights against Golovkin two times, Miguel Cotto, Irzlandi Lara, and Austin Trout. Even against Mayweather, you had a judge scored a draw, showing how difficult it is to beat a superstar fighter, no matter how badly you dominate him. Says Bivol, sometimes it's funny to hear about him from people. First of all, he's a good fighter and he's a man. He has a loss and a draw. Um, if you believe his skills, but if you believe in your skills and you're a good boxer, you could give him one more loss. He had better speed and he had, he had more boxing feels. Golovkin was more confident in their first fight. And I thought Golovkin should have won that first fight, said Bivol. Anyway, it's going to be a bitter pill for boxing fans to swallow when or if Bivol beats, beats, sorry, defeats Canelo in, on May 7th, particularly the people that were looking forward to seeing him fight Jamal Charlo and Golovkin. <laughs> All right. There you go. There's some, there's some great controversial news for you today uh, from a variety of different sources. Thanks very much for joining me here on Talk and Fight. Remember to like, share, subscribe. I'll see you later on at 4 p.m. joining Mike Gore and Cedric Ben on Knuckle Up. Uh, remember to hit the notification bell and see you later. Thank you.